This episode is brought to you by NordVPN. Listen up, nerds. No. Good evening, Mr. and Mrs. America, from border to border and coast to coast and all the ships at sea. What? Hello, friends. Do you have a computer? Of course you do, because it's not 1987. Hell, you're listening to this on some kind of computer right now. But do you have a VPN? Oh, (laughs) what's a VPN, you ask? Well, my friend, a VPN is a virtual private network and it offers two key benefits. Enhanced privacy and security online. But VPNs do a lot more than that. VPNs shield your IP address, change your browsing location, and make online life easier. It's all about safety and security, my friends. But, like everything else in life, it's also about watching TV. Don't let your paid subscriptions go to waste. I use NordVPN to access my home content while I'm traveling. Wink, wink. Plus, secure your connection on public Wi-Fi in airports, hotels, cafes, anywhere you go when you're traveling. There's over 6,300 servers in 111 countries, and you can find a nearby server for the best VPN speeds. NordVPN is easy to use. Connect with one click or enable auto-connect for zero-click protection. And it's got amazing speed. NordVPN is one of the fastest VPNs out there. And with just one NordVPN account, you can use it on six devices. It supports every major platform, Windows, Android, iOS, Mac OS, Linux, even Android TV. I think those are all real. Don't miss out on all the awesome benefits for using a VPN. Go to nordvpn.com ifanboy today for a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. The link's in the show notes. Once again, that's nordvpn.com ifanboy. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Um, you ever feel like you really need to get something off your chest? This is this this is a, like a real thing. Like, if you're mad, if you're upset, if uh, if there's something going on, like the I, there's there's often for me an idea. Maybe it's a wrong. Maybe it's a moment. It's it's an injustice. It's something that because you, you keep going on and on over and over in your mind about it, and like that can create anger and resentment or shame, whatever it is. And very often. I have found, I am not a therapist, I have found that when you let it out, when you give it voice, when you say it out loud, um, sometimes it makes you feel better because you've, you've expressed it. And sometimes it makes you realize like, oh, this is not a big deal that I've, it's been stuck in my head. So you give voice to those things um, and it can make you feel a lot better. And shock of all shocks, therapy is one of those things that can help you do that. It can help you be able to say those things in a place where you don't need to worry about the repercussions of it, work your way through it, uh, figure out coping skills, how to get around it, you know, find, find ways to deal with that stuff instead of letting it fester. Um, if you are thinking of starting therapy, uh, if anything I said sounds familiar, you're like, oh, maybe my life would be a little better if I could deal with that kind of thing. You should give BetterHelp a try. It's fully online. It is convenient, flexible. It is suited to your schedule. That's the idea. That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy. This is iFanboy Media Explode, episode 34, The Last of Us Season 1 and Andor Season 1. Finally. Welcome to my fanboy media split episode 34, The Last of Us Season 1 and Andor Season 1. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and I'm here with Josh Flanagan. 
Hi. And Ron Richards. Hello. And this is the show brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash ifanboy. They unlocked it through the mythical stretch goal. Yes. The, the mythical stretch goal that's never been seen again. <laughs> it was fun while it lasted. <laughs> they unlocked this show, <laughs> as well as a bunch of other shows. You can find them all at ifanboy.com. But this is our non-comics media discussion show in which we discuss various topics in media that are outside of the comic book world that we normally talk about. And there'll be, there might be spoilers. We're going to discuss a couple of shows that ended, but I'm pretty sure that's going to qualify as a spoiler. Some shows that started, well, they, you know, they're, they're on, well. I don't know. We're trying not to spoil things, but it, it may happen. So just right, if you I'll do it, it's hard. Listen, listen, listen. We're recording this actually the day after the Oscars. Yeah, me and my wife were watching the Oscars, and at least three or four times after a joke or a reference in the awards, my wife was like, "Spoiler, spoiler!" <laughs> like because it's like you can't. Yeah. Once something's out there it's, in the world, I, I we're so like I I totally understand like movie open Friday. Don't talk about it the next day. Give it like right. a weekend for people to go see, but like. Like some of this stuff, like we're talking about Andor, Jesus, that was last year. Right. I think I should also mention that all three of us have headaches. Yeah. So yeah. This no, might, I'm, I'm, I still, I'm, I'm on the, da- I'm on the downhill from a cold. This might so be a testy episode. Everyone might be <laughs> testy. salty. Te- testa, Italian for head. Mal de testa. <laughs> headache. Sounds much nicer in Italian. I don't know it if was it's a time, time change gosh. or what, but all three of us have pounding headaches, so that's fun. I have no problem with the time change. It was it's the it's the it's the four year old waking up at three a.m. That might be. It. Oh. I think it's all sleep related. I didn't sleep well, be- and I think it was because I don't yeah. know. Yeah, that's know. totally. It's all sleep related. It, it is. In the last week, I found that if you're periodically woken up in the middle of the night, you might have still gotten eight hours, but n- like eight hours in a row is much better <laughs> than like two, <laughs> three, and it's clinically <laughs> proven, Ron. Yeah, I don't think that's <laughs> yeah. a new idea. <laughs> <laughs> I think that any doctor will tell you that S- sleeping doesn't Vinci work. Michelangelo, whoever did the sleep three, <laughs> sleep twenty minutes and wake up and be no, that doesn't work. I want to sleep for eight hours straight. Uh, I want to be passed didn't out. Did Kramer <laughs> prove that too? That wasn't that wasn't a good idea either. I think so. The thing about Seinfeld was it was difficult to determine when something was satire and when something was really useful information, and so yep. that was the thing about that show. Did you know that in an earlier point in history? Like in the 1700s, it was very normal for people to do two sleeps in a night, and they would wake up like around 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. and just hang out and do some stuff and then go back to bed. That's hmm. a real thing. There was like a term for it. I can't remember. Wow. Did they like have a feast and then go back to bed? Uh, and then you said, yeah, what kind of stuff did they do? I'm going to – Sex gonna, stuff? Yeah, they'd, they'd have some sex. They'd, do, they'd drink some cider. You know, they'd just – Oh, man. It was I, There's a term for it. Was I'll, this for the, like the gentry? No, everybody. Everybody. Yeah. Even the serfs? Wow. Well, if you give me a second to look it up so I can refresh my memory, I don't know I if we have that kind of time. Josh. Well, no, if, you, if you don't know it off, off the top, I was of your shocked head, by it, and I was like, "That can't be true." And then, like, I've been I've known about it forever, and then, like, a few months ago, I, I go that thing that I heard about that I've told people about. I want to find out if that's true, because you know, like, you hear something, you just assume yeah. it's true, and then years later, someone's like, "That's not real," and you go, "Yeah, I guess that doesn't make sense, but it is true." Well, you don't have time to look it up, Josh, because you're kicking off the what we've been enjoying segment, our traditional kickoff segment for the show in which we talk about what we've been enjoying in media since last time we talked. Josh, go ahead. I have been watching slowly. I, I was. I always get worried before we do this because I don't feel like I'm watching anything. But a second season of Clark's- It could be reading. It could be listening to. It's it true. To be, it's, it's true. You know, Every, you know what's funny? Experiencing. It's so it could bad. Be, it could be theater in the park. Because all VR. the things that I'm listening to yeah. are like the audiobooks or whatever. They're all stuff I've read before, like 20 years ago. So I'm going through them again. I'm listening to Cavalier and Clay. It's fucking amazing. Yes. 
20 years later, I was like, cool. no wonder this won a Pulitzer. This is amazing. Plus, I know a shitload about the golden age of comics now, so it's even more interesting. <laughs> Some of those references make more sense now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, across the town, Marty Goodman. I was like, no, I know him. <laughs> Anyways, I was going to talk about Clarkson's Farm, which is uh, showed up on Amazon. There's a second season, eight episodes. I think I'm about five through in the middle of the sixth episode. Jeremy Clarkson, it goes without saying, is a bit of a controversial figure in the world, and many folks of a liberal bent especially really don't like him. And I understand that, but I really like this show. He, during the pandemic, bought a farm. He didn't die. Again, many people would probably prefer, but like he had to learn how to farm and like has, you know, a wacky cast of characters around him who do things, but it's real. And he's got to deal with like, so this season, his deal is that he bought a bunch of cows and the idea is that he were going to open a restaurant. And the way to make a profit on them was to sell like local food. And then he was going to help all the farmers around and they would buy their produce and they would do a thing. And the town council or whoever, you know, the evil British local council have to decide whether or not he's allowed to do it. And there's, there's an enormous amount of red tape and blah, blah, blah. And that's the one thing going on. But at the same time, there's all this sort of really interesting examination of what it takes to be like a modern farmer in Britain. I'm sure there's a certain flavor of it, but I think there's probably a bit of a universality about it and the sort of razor thin kind of margins and the stuff you have to worry about and the things you have to do. And, you know, as opposed to a Top Gear or Grand Tour where everything that he says goes, you know, in a way he gets to be the absolute expert on things, uh, you know, and, and make the jokes and he looks stupid when he wants to or whatever. But here, you know, there is a, there's a learning process and it's, it's, funny but it's 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 also super interesting and it's like you know it, very simple formula fish out of water blow harder knows everything in a place where he's over his head i don't know who's underwriting all this because he's got he's got to be losing <laughs> money hand over fist but i really liked the last season and when the new one came back i was uh i, I wasn't expecting it and so uh i really been enjoying that i guess i'm an audible here for my birthday my wife surprised me uh -oh. Ooh. took me to boston which is our nearest city. And she didn't tell me what it was we were going to do. And I'm walking down the street and I, I was like, well, she's not taking me to a Celtics game. They're out of town this weekend. She, I was like, so I figured she's going to take me to a, com a comedian of some kind. Mulaney was performing that weekend or something. So we walk down the street and she sort of points towards a building with a, a marquee on it. And there was, it happened that there is a movie theater directly before it showing like i don't know weird art films no one's ever heard of and i was like we're going there she goes no to the right and it was this really sort of thin tall buildings of boston opera house and it was the hamilton they're showing a showing of hamilton where just a week before i'd said i don't know if i want to go to that those aren't the real people and she was like oh shit <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> i've been there i've been there yeah but then when I realized the second I did, I was like, what are you talking about? This is cool as shit. You know, like, and I, I don't go to shows. I never go to shows. Did she tell you how to dress before your mystery? It wasn't. Yeah. No, but it that wasn't a thing. Times have changed. Because you could have been in basketball shorts going to Boston game. So this is, I, it's me. You know me. I, I got to go out. <laughs> so I wasn't going to dress like a complete scrub. I was like, oh, I have real clothes I can wear when we go out in the middle of winter covered by jackets. So we go in and we just... <laughs> keep walking down to the front. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. It was like in the second row, you know, sort of right in front of the stage. And it was awesome. Like it was really like I was I was kind of blown away because like I said, I hadn't, but, but I know that show pretty well. I've watched that movie. I've listened to the soundtrack a lot. I know about the thing and it delivered in all of those ways and watching all those components of all of those people and all the musicians, you know, who are in the pit down there just doing these incredibly complex machinations and performances 
I mean, I'm sure things were going wrong and falling apart, but it sure didn't look like it, you know? It's really neat. It's awesome. Yeah. It's, it's quite a show. How was the theater? Absolutely beautiful. Such a, like, it's one of those buildings, like, I don't know why I would go to the opera house in Boston or whatever it's called, something opera. But, you know, it's just gorgeous, like, painted ceiling that was sort of done in, like, a couple of different layers. Everything is super ornate, sounded awesome, looked great. You know, like, I was close enough, like, I could hear their voices, you know, that weren't amplified. Like, at one point, I was like, oh, shit, that dude's looking at me. You know, like, it's yeah. such a- <laughs> when you get When you get close enough, it gets freaky. I, was, I, I did yeah. a front row center in a Broadway show several years ago, pre-pandemic times, and and like it's like oh this is uncomfortable well <laughs> like, like at one point like, <laughs> well i got i got that i got that beat and you guys know when me and gordon the intern went to a, a broadway show and when we were in college we were up in the bo- in the balcony but it was a smaller theater i, I guess it's best described as one of us got a case of the giggles <laughs> no. which led then to an, the one the guy next to him getting a case of the chuckles mm-hmm. which then led to a audible non-stop laugh fest for a good 20 minutes wherein the star of the play looked up to the balcony annoyed at the commotion that we were causing. That's the correct <laughs> response from him. Yeah, yeah. And that actor was Zoe Wanamaker. There you go. I was definitely like mouthing along with some of the lyrics at one point and I did it when there was the King George bit. Also, that guy was awesome. There's no Jonathan Groff. Wasn't the same thing, but he did a different yeah, sort of a good take role. on it. No, he really had fun with it, but I was mouthing along and he glared at me and I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and I felt scared, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was great. I I was really touched. I felt I felt very very lucky that that was a thing that I got to do. That's awesome. Postscript is that she had actually had tickets to go see it with her mother and sister the week after, but they did not know. Were they permitted to know that she had already just gone with me? So she thought twice. Yes. So it sounds like she won. She did, and she was not upset about it. But it was to, like there was the cover, like should we tell them? Do they know now? No, they do not know. Well, now they're going to know. Oh. They're going to hear the show, and they're going to know. Yeah. Do they listen? Does her mom listen? Oh, every week. So, oh. yeah. sorry, Amy. Every week? Are you no. guys doing the show every uh, week? No. That's why you didn't see me mentioned on social media. But I had to tell somebody it was fucking amazing. The time we had the front row seats, we ran into one of the actors on the subway on the way home. He's like, oh, front row. And we were like, oh, shit. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> and he has to stop and pick up bread. And you're like, oh, you're a regular person. That's well, very we took funny. the F train home with him. Do you remember, Connor, the girl we used to work with, whose name I cannot remember, at ITN, her brother was a, a dancer on in the heights and his wife oh clara yeah clara and then Lindsay shot uh their engagement photos and their wedding and so right. she had been on the stage during the original run of in the heights and like sort of later understood what that was oh wow that's cool yeah that's amazing i mean they were probably in hamilton also yeah probably cool let's just talk about theater some more Let's do, let's just just turn this into a theater podcast. I'm let's out. Just do it. Those songs get stuck in your head like a motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, they do. Bad. yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. All right. Well, I recently went to the movies. Hey, look at you! This past weekend wow. to see Creed three because for some reason I love the Rocky <laughs> family of films. I just can't. I can't say no to them. All of them. I, all of them. I realized as I was like mulling, I was talking to my wife and she's like, oh, there are any good movies playing, whatever. I'm like, oh, the third Creed movie is out. And she's like, oh, you like that? I'm like, well, I saw the first two in the theaters. So I guess I guess so. And it was good. It was a fun. Uh, those those movies follow a formula. Yeah, sure. 
with the exception, the first Creed movie is fantastic. It's a, it's it is an like incredible was, film, just in general. Yeah. Incredible film, incredible yeah. film. It was unexpected. It was like oh whatever. But like the later Rocky films and now the later Creed films, all like everything's okay. Something happens. Someone dies. He's got to get back in the ring. Like that's literally, <laughs> yeah. that's literally the movie. It doesn't. It, it's always the same, but it's still fun. Michael B. Jordan directed it, and you could tell by uh, there's one sequence towards the end during the final fight where it's like oh yeah, this is his first film. Yeah. Which fine. It was a very, it was a very film school like uh, approach. I read about that. I mean, I saw it too. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? And yeah, I know the, exactly what you're talking about. He's a yeah. huge anime yeah. fan, yeah. and that was his anime take on things. I think that yeah. it was yeah. terrible. I thought it was an interesting idea. It was a little ham-fisted but it, it just a- went on and went on for a little too long and we're talking about yeah. for those of you who saw the movie it's in it's in the middle of the the last fight yeah. when the whole crowd goes away and just the two of them in the ring for a very long time and opera is playing and it's just like uh yeah <laughs> no it was good it was enjoyable and it, it was fun to see in the theater and jonathan majors is, is like he's great you can't take your eyes off him he's a chameleon like yeah. he's amazing yeah he's the man yeah, is so really good i saw it as well last week and i, I had fun yeah. it was funny because i was going to see it i was like i couldn't tell you for the life of me what happened in the second one and then I was like, oh, oh right, I, I, Drago. Just Drago. I was like, Drago, oh, right, Drago right. was involved. He was not yeah. going to fight, and then he had to go fight. <laughs> then, he d- then he decided to fight. Yeah, yeah exactly. he, he didn't yeah, have a choice. Yeah. And then yeah. his yeah. wife was like, I don't want you to fight. And then she looked at him at some point and went, you have to fight. That's exactly what happened yeah. in Creed Three, by the way. Yep. Yep. It was interesting, Ryan. <laughs> it's not the rocket first, science. The first Rocky film without Sylvester Stallone in it. Ooh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's something... I mean, he's he's feuding with the producers. It's you know, it is what it is. It's real life. But the gravitas he brings was a little bit missing from yeah. this film. And also, yes, if you're gonna do these movies, just you might as well just lean into what you are. And the, one of the great things with the first one was the flashbacks to the other films, yeah. and they didn't do that at yeah. all in this film either. But I still thought it was enjoyable. I thought he, you know, he did fine for first time director. I think he he's got chops yeah. clearly. So he's also very very fit. There, are, there's a lot of fitness, and there's a lot of the training montages and stuff like that. All I really want to get a giant vinyl photo of me on the wall in my office. Yeah, the house is a bit much. I have a hard time relating to, to a multi-millionaire <laughs> boxer, a husband of recording artist producer. Like it was just like, uh, like it was a little, a little one percent going on in this movie. But hey, good for them. So I saw that in the movies. That was pretty cool. Just before the show we recorded tonight, I was watching the latest episode of Party Down on Stars, which mm. is one of the best shows from ten years ago. Which is back, and you always got to be a little like, uh, it's more than is ten. It be years. good? Is it, it, yeah? Is gotta it, it going to be? It's a, more than ten. Yeah. Is it going to be a retread or what is it? And and it is like the first episode I laughed out loud. Like, yeah, it, it was. Yeah, I have lots good. of thoughts because I rewatched season one before the re-release. Just, I was going to try to do both. I just didn't have time. But I rewatched season one, which was I'm glad I did, because even though I'd seen it a couple of times through, it, it still it had been a while. I didn't see episode three yet. The first episode I thought was really, really good. But what's interesting to me is that and it didn't really hit me until the second episode was it's a lot sadder this time. Oh, yeah. Oh, because, yeah. Because they're older. Yeah, when they're all in their 20s and 30s and trying to make it in Hollywood, but they're still cater waiters, like you get it. You know they have their lives in front of them. And right. when they're our age, right. you're like, ooh. Now they're looking backwards. Like, and, and like, what I like almost is that- 50, and I'm just like, I'm looking at his face in the uniform. Uh, I'm like, uh, this, is, it's this is depressing? Am I supposed to be depressed? The decision they made to have it have them age like it takes place in this year, you know, yeah. like it's re- as close to real time as possible. So it's post pandemic. It might be a little earlier than this year, but the fact that like from the when the show ended to the show picking back up, that time happened in the show 
it just is a whole different angle on it. And they've added some new new cast to it, which give it a better context to today's day and age. I'll leave it at that. I'll go watch the show. You'll see what I mean. I don't know. It's just it's very clever and it's very funny and it's it's and it's it's raw. It's real. Like it feels like it's just like even though it's like, so I think, ridiculous. I think, I, this is somewhat of a spoiler, but I think it, I think what it hit me was not so much that Henry was older, but he was still looking for pills. Yeah, I was like, oh, really? Like 12 yeah. years later, you're still looking for prescription drugs in the house? Like, that was yeah. like, oh, man. But like all the characters now are Jane Lynch's character from the first season. Mm-hmm. You know, like, right. Yeah. They're all way past their prime and in various stages yeah. still trying to make it. And I thought the other thing is, I think it's, it is suffering a bit from not having Casey be there. Yeah, no, although, uh, yeah, but characters I, I feel like she was Henry's love interest. Lizzie Kaplan. Lizzie Kaplan. Oh, oh, oh okay. I'm surprised to say I'm enjoying Jennifer Garner in the show. I'll just say I really enjoy it. It sounds like I'm down on it. I just, those are the things I've thought of while watching it after just having yeah. watched this one. I'm really excited for it every Friday. You feel her missing. The first episode was terrific. Yeah, we're three episodes in, so it's, it's still still early on. Two shows that I finished watching, also on Stars. Meanwhile, I finished watching Gaslit, which was based on the podcast Slow Burn about uh, Watergate. Julia Roberts focusing on Martha Mitchell, the, the wife of the Attorney General, John Mitchell, who episode two, I was like, is that Sean Penn? Yeah, and it was Sean Penn in a fat suit. Yes, I mentioned crazy. this on the show last year. Just FYI, everybody. Oh no, I, I know you do. I know, I just, but I I, for, I forgot. You don't normally have stars, right? You got like a free trial to watch all this. Yes. Once we wanted to watch Gaslit, I subscribed to it. Then I knew Party Dan was coming. I'm going to unsubscribe when we're done. Sure. Okay. So. Like Connor, I feel like Connor would have stars. Like I have stars, yeah. but I, I mean Party yeah. Down is going to be for a while. So. But Gaslit was very, very good. It was very enjoyable. It was we love a good Watergate period drama type thing. But I'll tell you who stole the show. Yeah. Also from Perry Mason, a mm-hmm. show that came back that we're enjoying. Uh, Shea Wiggum. Shea Wiggum uh, playing G. Gordon Liddy. Terrific. Like amazing. Ama- Shea Wiggum is amazing. If the books weren't closed, I would say he needs to be a G. Dad because he fits the perfect criteria. Of, well, he elevates every project he's in. He's always one of the best things in every project he's in. But I don't know if he'd be a G dad because it's not like people like you got to have the name recognition of anybody off the street like Tom Hanks. I think he's an AT. He's an AT for sure. All right, Agreed. All right. Yeah. Lastly, my last one I want to mention was that I also just finished watching on Amazon The Boys season three, which given our comics background stuff like that, I don't know how long it's been out. It's been sitting on my Amazon. I'm like, <laughs> oh, let me watch that. Didn't four just come out? Or was it season four that I just watched? What season did I watch? I finished through two and I just. Lost the thread. <laughs> I didn't know we were going to do every one of no, your suggestions. Three. I thought you were going to pick a couple. Well, I was trying to be quick on them, but Connor took over and started talking. Sorry. About Have you done this show before? <laughs> no, but I will say Boy Season 3 was fantastic. I'm not surprised. Like better than Season 2, borderline better than Season 1. Because I was watching it while I was running on the treadmill, and I was like, it got me to go run more. Because I was like, oh, I, wa- I want to watch that. I want to finish the episode. Like it was really, really good. Right. All right, I'll go quickly then. Finished watching 1923, the latest Yellowstone show. This is the Harrison Ford, Helen Mirren one. Uh, really enjoyable. And I'm and having this conversation with people who are watching Shrinking. Shrinking? Is that the name of the show? He's on? Yes. Yep. It's really interesting to see Harrison Ford dive into a character in a long form setting in a way he doesn't do in films. That's a good point. You know, he's played Han Solo like th- you know, four times, whatever. That's but not like, the same. Not the same as you know eight episodes or however many. And it's been really interesting. And also, he's... I mean, he's 80 now. I think when they shot the show, he was 78 or something. But we all start looking and feeling the age. But every once in a while, you're like, oh, shit, it's Han Solo. Yeah. It just every once in a while, he gets that look in his face. And he looks like he's 20 years younger. And mm-hmm. it was terrific. And it's almost kind of amazing. Other than that one 
admittedly terrible movie, Cowboys vs. Aliens, he's never really done a Western before because he's kind of perfect as an old grizzled sure. cowboy. And so it's kind of a loss that he never did that in his career when his peak was play a, you know, a Western character. But yeah. I enjoyed that quite a bit. There's a terrific scene, and I'll finish with this, where two factions are having a shootout you know, out in the plains of, Mo- of Montana. And it could have been taking place in 1883, for all you know. It's two, they're all dressed like cowboys and shooting at each other. And then a car pulls up, and a guy steps out with a Tommy gun, <laughs> just unloads into one of the groups. And it was just the b- most bizarre kind of awesome thing I'd seen in a while. It was pretty and w- cool. what is that on? That's on Paramount+. Plus. Okay, right. Also on Paramount+, Plus, Star Trek Picard, which is in its final season. Oh, so good. Can't wait for us to do the season breakdown. Yeah. I'm not going to go so deep, close to a yeah. third of the way through the final yeah. season, and I'm loving it having a hard time emotionally because it feels like this is it for the what the nerds call the base timeline you know the one that we've been following since we were children so kind of sad about that but I, the third episode which we just watched was amazing i just been i've been really enjoying it a lot of riker lean <laughs> riker lean in left and right he so good, although he's not he's not he's not lifting his leg over a chair anymore these days no, so. not anymore. <laughs> how many of us are <laughs> perry mason is back i rewatched the entire first season because it was three years ago that the first season was on two oh, and a half years ago so i rewatched it and i'm glad i did because there was a lot of nuance in the characters that i and relationships that i had forgotten about i'd been i remembered the high points and the stuff i liked but i'd forgotten a lot of it so it was really fun rewatching season one and now season two I've only seen the first episode, but the second episode is actually out right now as we're recording. Is it driving you crazy that you're not watching it right now? I could be. <laughs> I mean, the headache is really A number one right now. My things are driving me crazy, but I just love it so much. It's like everything I want a TV show to be, every kind of story I want. It's so good. It could be my favorite show on TV, like at any given moment that it's on. I remember that when that first, we were having a moment for mm-hmm. sure. We're, you know, And every episode was better than the one that came before it, just because it would have to sate that anticipation. You know, yeah. yep. season two, yeah. I thought start, started really, really strong and feels more like what probably what people were expecting when they first announced it. It has a more familiar setup for the law side of it. But season one, I thought was really good. Season two started off really strong. I'm really looking forward to the rest of the season. At two. the beginning yeah. of that show, I, I don't know. You know, I, I was like, this was the first part of it, it's a private detective show. And I was like, I thought he was a lawyer. And then, you know, <laughs> like the last couple of episodes, he's a lawyer. But like from out of nowhere. Which, by the way, I read it is a thing that happened back then. You could apprentice yeah. and then just take the bar. You didn't have to go to law school back in the third. Yeah. You could be 30s. a doctor, too. It didn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just so happy it's back. I'm, I don't know how much we're ever going to. It's not you know super popular, especially compared to what the show we're about to talk about. It's probably very expensive. It's just so expensive. I mean, it takes place in probably one of my favorite American time periods. Yeah. Which is Los Angeles in the 30s. And I don't know what it is about that, but like they have made it look so accurate. Like the production value on the show is just ridiculous. And like they're they're filming in downtown LA, Connor, right? Like that's one of the ways to make it look like that. Sure. Yeah. Because that stuff is all sort of there. Oh, so good. I tell you what, if if I had the chance to open the books for any non American, (laughs) I'd put Matthew Reese up there. Probably he's a goddamn Welsh treasure. He's a dwarf. Yeah. He's, he's a, a which it makes sense dwarf, because that word dwarf. would be <laughs> yes, exactly. GDWT. It's the totally <laughs> Welsh word. <laughs> what does GDWT spell? Uh, Farskal. 
Really? <laughs> That's <laughs> so it's it's really good. Um, it's beautiful. It's sumptuous. And if this is the only season we get after this, that's fine. I mean, I'll be sad, but yeah. I'm just happy we're getting another one. Sure. Yeah. And then very very Still last good. thing is I'm I'm halfway through the first season of Daisy Jones and the Six, which I'm really enjoying on Prime. We're too into that. Although we we, we might need to deep dive on that, Connor, because my wife is super into it because it's like totally her kind of music, like mm-hmm. 70s, yeah. like Fleetwood Mackie kind of stuff. Yeah. She's the target audience for this, and yeah. she's struggling at times with it. But it, you know, it's a good music story. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. A friend of mine just recommended that. But every time you say Fleetwood Mac in the 70s, there's this bit of Alan Partridge where he pulls, like he he's a DJ. And the song's over. He goes, that was soft rock cocaine enthusiasts, Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty and much. Just, by the way, pretty much. just as I did that, I'm leaning into my mic on a stand like I'm on the radio. <laughs> and I felt so good. <laughs> Ron, my favorite character is the drummer. Yeah, he's pretty, every drummer is just good. happy to be there, and everybody he's likes him, good. and yep. it's just enjoying himself. Anyway, there's been a lot going on. I don't know why I've had so much free time, but I have. The list of shows to watch or coming up, it's just re- like Mandalorian's back. Ted Lasso's coming oh, yeah. back. We, we just got Perry Mason. Like, like we're going in. Like we're coming out of a lull where there was like nothing to watch, and I yeah. caught up and finished everything. To now, where I'm like worrying that I don't want to fall behind anything. Well, yeah, we, we were going to rewatch. We, you know, let's rewatch Ted Lasso before the third season. I haven't had time. Yeah, I was really getting used to not watching things. Now there seems to be things to watch again. I was like, oh, I'm not up on this anymore. Yeah, <laughs> it comes in waves. So one thing that just ended just a couple days ago was The Last of Us Season 1 at HBO. This is their big prestige show, like I just mentioned. Huge rating success. The audience built every week. I don't know why this happens with zombie shows or stories, but they seem to. And it just ended. Josh and I have been watching it. Ron watched the one episode, which we'll talk about. If you watch the show, you know what we mean by the one episode. (laughs) Exactly. So, Josh, I don't remember. I think we may have mentioned this briefly. When it was first announced, when it was first coming out, they were like, HBO's next big thing after House of the Dragon is The Last of Us, the incredibly popular video game series Mm -hmm. adaptation. I wasn't excited for it because I was like, oh, zombies. I wasn't. I knew about the game. I definitely heard of it. I knew that like it was emotionally whatever. I, maybe this was from the old TRL days. Like I feel like I can see Jeff Kanata being effusive about it. Yeah. TRS. TRL was Total Request Live. Carson Daly Carson was Daly also was really effusive Super about into it. it. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I heard it was Craig Mazin who did Chernobyl, which we all loved. You know, and I thought, oh, that's really good. And it's Pedro Pascal. But it's true. Like a a uh, zombie show really wasn't very exciting to me, and I, I don't think I was planning to watch it. And then when it started, like my wife was like, "It was a new show," and I was like, "Okay." And so I just watched it with her. And I don't like zombie shows. My least favorite parts of that show were crazy mushrooms heads for for many reasons. Yeah. One, it's fucking creepy as shit. <laughs> like it really is. It's it's what it's supposed to do. But I hate that. But it won me over. It got to the point where every, you know, every Sunday night I was like, let's do that. I didn't watch the Oscars. I watched this instead because mm-hmm. I really wanted to see the end of it and I didn't want to have it spoiled for me. And then through the whole thing, Pedro Pascal was a really big deal because of The Mandalorian. Yep. But this is the show that's going to make him a superstar, I believe. Well, yeah, because he's actually on screen. Right. It's not a voiceover job. Yeah, exactly. He's doing yeah. a full range of character growth through an entire thing. I don't know that there's ever been a video game adaptation was this successful like into a TV series format? I can't think of that happening in a different place. Well, I mean, name one video game adaptation that was six, that, that a happened B is successful, right? Like it, it's certainly many cartoons, but not live action like this. No. Yeah. Live action. Right. I mean, like, yeah. It, well, to be a prestige TV show. Sure. I mean, I guess the Res- the resident evil movies, right? 
there's a Halo series that people seem to like, but yeah, but it's not yeah, this. a list of this television is, series, but a lot of Japanese shows. Jeez. This is a, I mean, you know, Dragon Ball Z, who knows, but like this is a full on HBO prestige series that pretty right. much everybody watched in to the extent that everybody watches something today. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, you can have memes that go around that sort of, you know, the bulk of people are going to get, everyone was watching this thing. I don't think there's anything like it. I don't think, I think this is unprecedented to a certain extent. And, you know, at the same time, you get to see all these clips of Pedro Pascal being absolutely fucking charming. And, <laughs> you know, like I don't buy a lot of stuff, but I was like, he genuinely seems happy to be here. You know, like he maybe he was older when he finally got famous, I guess that probably helps. But uh, also just really great performance from him. Really great performance from Bella Ramsey. Yes. I had the Pedro Pascal Hot Girl Summer. You know, I watched all of Narcos. Right. Which led into The Last of Us and then the Mandalorian coming back. So suddenly I'm just, you know, fully bathing in his charm. And you're down with him, right? Like there's no. Oh, for sure. Right. Okay. Like we're we're charmed. I forgot he was in Game of Thrones. He was in Game of Thrones. Yes. By the way, it's called The Medieval Habit of Second Sleep. (laughs) okay all right you know first episode i enjoyed didn't love but i enjoyed it the second episode i remember not liking very much and i was thinking okay three is gonna make or break yeah and then my deciding to stay with the show or not and then three comes out and they mythic quested you they mythic quested me i hadn't i don't think i'd watched on on sunday i think i watched on monday so by the time i watched it it was all i was hearing was oh the greatest hour of tv in forever and I didn't hear anything about details. I just heard everyone right. being effusive about it. So I was like, all right, well, let's see. And then I was like, yep, okay, they were right. Well, what was awesome about that episode, and, and basically there was a love story. There's a love story that happened in the middle of it that is completely, totally unexpected. It took place away from the main characters, away from the main plot. But it was still connected to it. Right. No, it was and in, in, in a way that was totally made sense when they went back through. But the, the point being that the entire time you're waiting for the fucking shoe to drop. Because it's a horror show, and there's a certain point where you let your guard down. You're like, oh, this isn't that. And it is such a relief, mm-hmm. you know, from the sort of stress of Angry Mushroom people. Yeah. Um, I think Rebar has been eclipsed in my brain. Well, I think that's why I didn't like season <laughs> t- episode two so much, because it was all about the Angry Mushroom people. Yeah. And I was not into that. Ron, you watched episode three. What did you think? And have you not seen the show? I thought it was fantastic. I mean, Pedro Pascal is, is very charming. And Who's barely uh, what's in his that name? Episode. What's his name? Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman. Yeah, Nick Offerman is fantastic. He was just in, spoiler, he was in the third episode of Party Down that I watched before we did the show. Because his wife, she's yes, on. His wife's still on the show, yeah. Yeah, his, wife, yeah, his, wife's, his wife's on it. And, and Murray. And further, one of my favorite actors who I didn't know his name, because <laughs> I remember watching him on the HBO show Looking, and then White Lotus, and I don't know his name now, but the guy with the mustache, and he's fantastic. So it had it had a lot of pieces for me. And it was like same thing where like I watched it, then went to look to see who did it. I was like, oh, it's a Chernobyl guy. Oh, that makes sense, right? And and, and then went into the, the the next day, went into the room to my wife. I'm like, you have to watch this. And so she had a free night, so she watched it. And she just she texted me while she watched it. Like, this is beautiful. Oh, it was beautiful. It summed it up so well. Like, yes, it was beautiful. Yeah. Murray Bartlett. Murray He's Bartlett. Name. So good. Yeah. Oh, so good. Which she apparently did that before he did White Lotus. Oh, interesting. So he didn't get it off of White Lotus, where he won the Emmy for Best Actor. He got it, yeah. after, which is interesting. He's having what the what we say in the business. He's having a moment. Him and him and Jonathan Major should do a movie together, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, Josh, as the season has gone through, I really, I did end up really liking the show overall, but I I worry a little bit because it can't just keep being this character piece about these two characters the whole time. Well, and also just knowing what I know about the game, 
See, I don't know about the game. Eventually, uh, you know, things are going to happen. Uh, the mushroom people win. I have a friend who's very knowledgeable about the game, and I would be like, what's the difference? And I, I ask, like, what's the difference between this and The Walking Dead? Like, there is a difference, but there kind of isn't. Yeah. Didn't feel like it from what I saw. You watched a one-off episode, and the rest of it yeah. is still wandering through a, a, a you know, post-apocalyptic wasteland. Pretty standard, but A, very expensive, whereas The Walking Dead was not. Yeah, that was the initial thought was this is The Walking Dead on like an HBO prestige budget and right. HBO prestige, you know, directors and writers. The, however, I feel like, and this is just a little thing, like the concept of the zombies was just a little more realistic in the sense of how they got there science wise. And that makes it a little more scary. The Walking Dead didn't talk about the zombies. Right. That's what I mean. They were right, just there. So it, for me, like to have just a little connection to. To make it believable. Yep. Right. And well, that, yeah, they, that, they use real things. I mean, cordy- right. cordyceps mushrooms are real and plausible or whatever. It is. Yeah. I will say that first episode where, where you watch the outbreak happen yeah. was incredibly well done. Too soon. Uh, it was it was a little well, people weren't like turning into crazy, you know, creatures and COVID, but still it was like watching how they spread it and, and the creepy way they use body language and the victims mm-hmm. was really well done. Yeah. I think that this show for me, the interest lies in the relationship between and the chemistry between the two leads yeah when it goes away from that i get less interested well i mean there's there's a couple of things is that first of all the character arcs are interesting because you know pascal turns around he's closing everything up all the sort of subtextual stuff is pretty obvious he loses his daughter this other Mm -hmm. girl comes along he doesn't want to get close to her he's been through hell he hates himself she wins him over then you find out she's been through some shit and then at the end, he fully reverts to the person who he's been saying is the entire time, but he does it for her. And she says, did you do this? And he mm-hmm. goes, no. End of season. Yeah. He lies to her. And yeah, right, the season. you know, and you don't know what's going to happen. If he had told her the truth, the show is over. Right. I mean, over, over. She seemed to know from the look right. on her face. So, but either way, lying. then there's mistrust. You know, there's yeah. like, they had just set this thing up and it really was beautiful. It was so beautiful that I was like, well, the shit's about to hit the fan here, you know. <laughs> but that last scene, you know, where he, I mean, basically, it was it was very unrealistic. He's just like, I'm going to kill everybody really well. You know, like nobody touched him. He shot everybody. Also, he recovered from that stabbing and infection instantly. He's very strong. Yeah, he was. I thought that, but I went with it because that's sort of the, his character. I had to do that a lot. They shot it like a video game, right? Like, I mean, I think they followed the video game. Basically, it was the cutscenes of the video game. No, what I'm saying is that sequence was shot over right. his shoulder. Right. He yeah. picked up loot on the ground when he killed somebody. Like it was very much <laughs> like for a second they were, we were in the game, and that's kind of what happens when you play a game like that, right? Is like if you're good enough, you don't, you know, you just plow through the the villains. So that I kind of like that as a nod to the game, as well as they've done that several times like the actor who played joel in the game was in the last episode the actress who played ellie in the game was played her mother in the final episodes like they've been that was it wasn't it you know, the, that was chrissy from yeah and she looks like Ashley johnson yeah and she like she's got the same like her forehead and eyes look just like bella and i yeah. thought is that cgi did they because she looked so much like her it was a really yeah. interesting casting one of the things that could have been a weakness but wasn't that was fun is that there's a lot of like why would this still be around they would have like everything, like there would, your jeans wouldn't be in that good a shape. <laughs> like a jacket, a big, that would be the most valuable thing in the world. <laughs> like, Although I will say it's the first time I've ever seen properly referenced the fact that gasoline goes bad. 
That's because true. Usually in these shows, they're just, you know, fill up your car and keep going. But, you know, I actually found this out when I was working at my prior video game company when someone pitched us a game about that and they were walking us through the things and they said, you know, so the thing is the gasoline will go bad. We, we all stopped and we went, hold on a second. What? I've had it happen to me. It'll ruin your generator. It gets sticky. I think it's good. Do I wish people watched Cranmation the same level? Yes, but I realize it's not as uh, crowd pleasing as something like this. But yeah, the actors really sell the ridiculous yes. in any ridiculous zombie nature. It's saved by the two leads who are just incredible together. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You want a show that gets better. Like you're not sure as you go through the whole thing, it, it sort of got better and more compelling. Yeah. And actually, they left it off in a way that they kind of have to continue. But yeah. it would have been fine if they buttoned it up, you know, and and that was what there was. But I can also go for more. Oh, it's a huge hit. Of course they're going to continue. Yeah. I never think about it. I know that it's you know, all commercial, but I, I always just tend to think of it in story, what, what it works. You know, like the Watchmen TV series where, he, what's his name? Damon Lindelof. Damon Lindelof was like, yeah, I kind of designed it so you go either way, but I was, I think I'll stop it here. I just like that thinking that can happen. Sure. So that's The Last of Us Season 1. Josh, I both enjoyed it. Ron enjoyed that one episode, and we look forward to whatever it comes back. Mm-hmm. Hopefully soon. Let's roll over to... Pedro Pascal's Narcos co-star, but not really, and talk about Andor season one. Josh finally watched it. Ron watched it. We talked about it briefly on the year and all media show, but now the discussion can finally be had. Uh, yeah, and so and one of the reasons why I watched it was because it came out. I was like, oh yeah, I would like to watch it. I'd like to watch it. And things were busy. It fell behind, but I saw such a groundswell of people in my social feed talking about how good it was week after week where I, I will admit that I went to watch it quicker than I had planned to. I was putting it off, but the nu- the number of people who were reacting to it, and also the fact that it was an extended season, like it was, how many episodes? It was like 12 episodes, wasn't it? Or mm, I don't remember. It was it was more than the six that I'm used to on this. Right, it was definitely, yeah, it was, if it wasn't 12, it was 10, it was. It was 12 episodes, 12 episodes. <laughs> I wouldn't say I'm a huge Tony Gilroy fan. You know, I wouldn't say that I'm not. I, I just, you know, like I'm not, you know, I mean, Armageddon was great. Well, he did Rogue One. Like, that was his Yeah, he thing. did Rogue One. Right, exactly. Yeah, so that that's one of the reasons what got me to watch it. But you guys were reticent. You guys weren't really on board at, at all, right? I always think of him and Michael Clayton. That's yeah, that, that's, that's, that's his most, most notable thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that I was re- reticent in so much as like, oh, that's going to suck. I just kind of didn't care. I right. didn't really care about Rogue One all that much. I think Diego Luna... Is an amazing actor. If there was any reason I was going to watch it, it was that. And I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Well, before you get into that, yeah. you tried it and stopped and, and came back to it. That's important to, to it's know. It's true. I can barely finish anything. I sort of like, it was one day I had some time. I started to watch it. I was only half paying attention. It didn't really grab me. I had a stupid reason for saying I wasn't going to watch it. But really the thing was like, I just wasn't very interested. And it is a slow start. It's not a yes. bad start. Yep. It's a slow start. Well, what's interesting, what what I wasn't used to with it was that the twelve episode extended, you know, twelve what now twelve episodes extended, right? Back in the mm-hmm. remember back in the yeah. day, there was twenty episodes. Twenty six at one point. The extended twelve episodes, it wasn't just one story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it had like three story arcs in it, right? So it felt like three mini seasons, which was nice. Which is like, oh, I'm going to follow this guy through these three kind of adventures, you know. So I like that. The thing that I really liked, like I, I, there was one section of it that I thought was easily my favorite part of it, is the prison sequence. Like yep. for me, if all that show was was however many episodes of Imperial Space Prison, I would have been <laughs> fine. It yep. was the most imaginative and interesting thing that Connor. You remember that series? 
oh, I'm trying to remember the main character. It was a Black Bolt, maybe. There was they were in prison and Black Bolt and an absorbing man and somebody else all became friends. It was Black Bolt. It, it was the Saladin Ahmed. Saladin Black Ahmed Bolt series. series. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It was like that. In the mm. like they came up with this whole very original. Never heard any of these concepts before. Idea of an Imperial space prison and the breakout and the whole thing. And that was easily for me the most strongest and most great Andy Circus in there. I really loved that, which kind of brought me around for everything else yep. that was sort of going on. And that really tended to hook me in. I talked to my good friend Alex Robinson of Star Wars Minute or podcast, and he had sort of said, like, it's the Star Wars show that's trying to hide the fact that it's a Star Wars show. And I think that that's true, but not necessarily a negative way. You know what I mean? Like, it was a Star Wars show, but it's actually the kind of Star Wars show that I would have wanted to see like it was a little like the bureaucracy of star wars in a certain the bureaucracy of the empire by the way all the imperial officers in it are excellent that's the other best yep. part about it the woman who is the you know the bad guy hunter you know there's a bureaucrat guy things go wrong he just wants to get back to the empire they're not evil necessarily you know they're doing their jobs they're very good at it I really enjoyed all that stuff. I, did I like it as a Star Wars show? No, which is fine because that's why I wanted to not watch it. I was like, I don't know. It didn't seem like a Star Wars show. It's one of the rare exceptions of a thing that is not super Star Wars-y that I liked. Now, you haven't mentioned one specific aspect. What is that? Which is, I want to know what your reaction was. Connor, have you watched this or are you not watching no, it? I'm not, I'm not, okay, watched well, it. well, this is going to spoil you for Connor. That's fine. So listen for a that's second. Fine. But he doesn't Josh, care. I want to know if you remember the moment when Stellan Skarsgård finished with Andor and then went back to Coruscant and put his hairpiece on and became a flamboyant antiquities dealer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you enjoy that moment as much as I did? No, not really, no. <laughs> when he put the ri- the rings on <laughs> and then like, it was just like, hello. And it was just like, I was like, ah, Skarsgård, you're so good. <laughs> It was fine. That was not- the little cur- the curly hairpiece. Like it was, <laughs> I enjoyed that. I actually found Mon Mothma and yeah. her entire storyline to be irritating. Oh, I was going to say I liked it. I, li- I liked. Oh yeah, no, I, f- I found it immensely irritating. It's one of those things where if it's a backstory of a character has a tiny role that's sort of supposed to be important, right. and I liked that she was sort of an embattled senator. You know, yeah. wanted to do the right thing, and then gets mixed up in the rebellion in a certain way. I, I liked it. I, yeah. Her husband's a prick. Your daughter is like him and she's, yeah. you know, there's all this family stuff. I, was, I thought it was good. I thought she, she was good. I actually look and I was like, is this the same one who played Mon Mothma in Rogue One? And it was. I was yeah, actually was, surprised yeah. about that. Yeah. She just has a much better haircut in Andor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> much better. Like it, like her haircut is so bad because it was yeah. that 80s Mon Mothma haircut that it makes her look terrible. But uh, no, she's good. Sort of a, a poor man's Kate Blanchett. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That, that, that nailed it. <laughs> But um, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't think it was like it didn't you know it didn't change the world of Star Wars lore. Like no. the, it's supposed to lay the groundwork of like the beginnings of the rebellion, or whatever, which is somewhat interesting, you know. But it, it for me, it was just like it was good storytelling over a span. You know, like I said, over three story arcs, you got you got cousin from uh, from the bear. <laughs> he's having a moment. He's having. He was having a moment. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if he's still having a moment or not, but he's having a moment. I just saw him in some other trailer for something, and I was like, "Oh, he's everywhere now." He's so good. He's so. Was good. it the, was it the Bear season two trailer? Because that was what they were it showing. It is that out? They were showing it at the Oscars last night. It was a it was a Hulu best of. It wasn't like a full trailer. They showed images from Justify, and they showed images from the Bear. Right. Yeah. You guys need to talk about. I think Diego Luna. You haven't really talked about him a lot. Yeah, Josh did. 
overall. Also, Adria Arjorna, who was also on Narcos, was in this, apparently. Who? Who's that? Bix Kayleen. I don't Who's know that? anyone's names. <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch it. There are a lot of people in this. Like, there were there were a shit ton of characters over 12 episodes, and many of them were unmemorable. There's also apparently a character named Leda, which I think you shouldn't be able to name a character that close to Leia. I mean, again, no one remembers it. Well, that's not when I say no one. I mean, I thought Diego Luna is good. How is he as a lead holding the show up? Good. <laughs> he did hold it together. He was the thing. And, and he was, I think, it's funny because the show was a little disjointed in that they did. You're right. There was a lot of storylines. So there's a bit in the beginning where you sort of see his origin in flashbacks. So they don't ever really deal with it. It doesn't pay off in that way that it comes around i thought basically in the beginning he's on some planet that gets colonized and he tries to break into the imperial center and he gets discovered and the lady takes him away and that's why he grows up on coruscant or wherever it was not a coruscant on, no yeah. i know it isn't yeah what was it what's the planet uh it was oh what's the oh, i forget the name corillia no it was a uh, ferrix ferrix yeah and thank God it, it was funny because I was like, thank God it's not Tatooine. And every once in a while, I was like, I was like, it looks kind of like Tatooine, <laughs> right? Well, it's it like if Tatooine was like overcast and rocky, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But I kept thinking like there was going to be a thing that would pay off for like his sister or whoever, like his past would catch up with him, and it never did. They never paid that off, which is weird. Just structure. I think they want to do a second season. There's a second season already. In I'm, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah. Two is it though? They're just doing two seasons. He's good, and he was able to carry the show, but he was a through line. But there was so much that sort of went on. He was, again, he was really great in the prison scenes, you know, and you did have to spend a lot of time trying to figure out where he was coming from because he's really angry and he was sort of not for anything. And then his mother died, it was a whole thing. And and you see, I think it actually shores up what happens in Rogue One a lot better. A lot of times that doesn't work out, but in this, I think it did because he was very mysterious in Rogue One and sort of you weren't sure if he was a good guy or a bad guy, if you could trust him and it kind of made sense. But if you go back and you watch Rogue One now, you sort of see like, oh, he means it. He's serious. He's just like, he's willing to do anything to win this. Did he have a plan to unite the plazas on Coruscant? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I wish I knew enough Spanish to just answer that without thinking too hard about it, but it was, <laughs> it was taking far too long. It would have backfired on him though, if he had. So Josh, how does this, how does, and Ron, also you too, how does this fit with the other Disney plus Star Wars shows? How do you oh, I did this already, reconcile didn't I? it or, re- or think about it or re- rank I th- it? Or I, I mean, you- it's definitely not, it's definitely not as good as Mandalorian. Like Mandalorian still is on top. But it's a different, like it's almost not of a piece. Does it feel like the same world? You can't keep saying that it's not Star Wars because it is Star Wars. Like, I don't mean it, it, it isn't, it, but it, like the other shows are kind of like adv- adventure shows in a different way than this one. It feels like a very different show. This is this like is a, def- definitely different than like an Obi Wan or like to your yeah. This is a 10 p.m. show. Yes, yeah. And those other shows are 8 p.m. shows. Right. It's almost like they don't they, like they're just different genres, even though they're Star Wars shows. Again, I'm not saying like this is groundbreaking amazing television it's not the wire but it might be the wire of star wars which is not as good as it sounds (laughs) i so i I do find it hard to rank it in that way it's just a different kind of thing what do you think i mean yeah i mean mandalorian season one is the best of those things but that was such a thrilling like popcorn thing well i would even i mean mandalorian for some reason is just like it like there's a alchemy or whatever that's happening with that show that is unlike like and and it defi- it somewhat defies logic in that like you know because it just came back for season three and like mm-hmm. episode one was as much fun as 
the fir- first season, as far as I'm concerned. Like, there's mm-hmm. for some reason, you know, even though it's a little ridiculous, and there's some things I can make fun of, and, you know, poke fun at. But you could do that for the films. It just operates on a level that is that is like, oh yeah, this is great. Like every time I watch it, it's great, and I'm enjoying it. I don't know how they're doing it. And why that magic wasn't there on Obi Wan or on you know or I don't even remember what are the other shows that were on Disney Boba Fett Boba Fett oh well, Boba Fett was just like was was bad was just straight yeah. up bad yeah Boba Fett Obi Wan we already talked about it but like not great yeah you know things to enjoy about it but ultimately somewhat unmemorable like I'd kind of forgotten it existed yeah I mean if nothing else like Andor was interesting because it was sort of treading a different line right you know, with really good actors and really good production and a new droid. I got to tell you, since Disney, the best thing that they've been at is coming up with other droids. Yeah. K2SO, great droid. Lando's robot girlfriend, Millennium Falcon droid, great. The weird, sad, like, British movie sad droid in this who just wants to help, but can't. I don't, I don't even know how to explain the droid in this, but they're adorable. The droid in this one, it got me. Like it. Yeah. Oh, but here's the here's the thing that the droid is like this square little boxy. It's, like, it's almost like a bunch of plastic containers, himself. like flat plastic yeah. containers stacked on them, like five of them stacked, you know, on wheels. But it almost reminded me a little bit of a uh, not Battlestar Galactica. What is the oh the black hole? It reminded me, you know, that little trash droid on the black hole. I don't, I don't know that. Do you remember that? I don't know what that is. Yeah, you do. Yeah, when you see it, you will. Um, I'll find it. I'll show you. I just never watched the black hole. Was this B two E M O? Probably. What is his name? Uh, Yeah, that. Yeah, yep. Now, what what is that movie? Oh man, Trash Robot. Yeah, it was it was the black hole, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is. I've never seen Um, that movie. I'm putting it into our chat. Seven. It was like a for the yeah Star Wars like yeah. It was a Star Wars knockoff, but yeah, it was though. Yeah, it was those Curtis guys. Borg Nine and Anthony Perkins. Yeah, it was great. Oh man, Robert we should, Forster. We should watch it. Yeah, it's, it's it was Disney's response to Star Wars in like 1979. Right. This might be a good old man and old movies movie. We should totally put it on the list. I would totally revisit it. Maximilian and uh, Vincent and Bob were the droids and stuff like that. Oh wait a minute. Sorry. Now we're off on a tangent. This isn't Disney's response to Star Wars. This is Disney's response to the Beside Adventure and Towering Inferno. They wanted to do a. All star cast disaster movie in space. Yeah, yeah, but, but when I mean, space obviously was Star cool. Wars is a little, but like it was, it was there. Never mind. Continue. We could do a total other deep dive on this film. We, we, <laughs> we should. I, we should do it all. Then movies with this one. It almost reminded me of the droids in this movie, just because it just it, it had the little I don't know, just weird, and it was just so the way it spoke, it like stuttered like in a little mm-hmm. Wally kind of way, and it's just like oh, it's just like I I, I turned to my wife. I'm like it is just not fair. Like th- this is like emotional manipulation with these droids puppets, man. Yeah. Oh, man. They get me every time. Oh, shit. The Black Hole's on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, of course. It's a Disney movie. We well, should do it. Let's do it. We were going to do Roadhouse next. We could, if we you could want, cancel Roadhouse. I would Roadhouse. do Black Hole over Roadhouse. I've seen Roadhouse. I'm, I'm tired of Roadhouse. We shouldn't have this conversation on air. Listen, people. If you want us to do Black Hole, <laughs> let us know. This is bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> we can do two old minute old movies this year if we want to. Yeah. There's no rules. We're Why in charge. Not? All right. So are you excited for season two? I don't know if I'm excited. I'll watch it. You're not excited. You really were pushing the show. I thought you'd be more no, excited. No, it was good. No, but it's not like, oh my God, I can't wait. Like, no, I mean. Right. No, it's not that show. And also, there's so many shows. It's it's difficult to get excited. Well, for me. I mean, I'm excited for the next Mandalorian, even I'm watching the first current one. I'd say that I was excited for it, but I haven't watched it yet. Okay. You're looking forward to seeing it if, when it comes out, but you're not waiting with bated breath to see where the story goes. Like, if I didn't, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd notice. No, there's no bated breath. I was going to say it's 
fine. It's better than fine. But, you know, is, did it change my life? No. Was it worth all the hype that you were given before you watched it? No. Did it deliver on what you heard people were saying in your mind? It was oversold, but I knew it was being oversold. Oh, I thought it was the right amount of, I mean, like I, I aligned with the enthusiasm that other people had for it. It was like, hey, wow, this is really good. Listen, and I only know this stuff secondhand, but I, Connor's like, these people are angry. <laughs> that we're not watching the show. It, like, it's like we're offending them by not, you know. And to me, often that there's a certain level of enthusiasm from the fan community that I am um, suspect. No, I'm suspect of. <laughs> Enthusiasms. People want it to be so good so badly. And... I just, I was like, I don't think it's going to be that good, but I'm also not super into watching Star Wars shows. You know what I mean? I'm not looking for the great Star Wars show. If it happens, it's a bonus, but yeah. to me, Mandalorian's kind of the first season. That's, that's a once in a lifetime kind of. Yeah, right. It's a, it's first lightning in a bottle. It's not yeah. that. Yeah. It's not a cultural moment. I don't think. Well, yeah, it was not very well watched. I mean, it's the, it's the least watched Star Wars show. It was good. It was much, I mean, it's much better than Boba Fett. I thought it was much yep. better than Obi-Wan. Yep. Are there other shows? So, but by that, by the, show, does that not exist? It's not out yet. It hasn't okay. come out yet. Yeah. It'll be better I, I would than say that. it was better than good. It was better than good, like a click yeah. down from grade. Very good. Very good. Very pretty, good. Pretty, very pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? It's the best? Not the best. Okay. Okay, so. It was like Connor. It was like they made it to the NLCS. Okay. Right. <laughs> Not the World Series. They didn't make the World Series, but they made it past the Divisional Series. They lost in the Eastern Conference Finals. They were standing at the plate with a bat on their shoulders yeah. and took the final <laughs> strike. That was an old reference for Ron. Anyway. Yes, I got it. So that was Andor Season 1 and Last of Us Season 1 and all the shows we've been watching. That was uh, what we've been doing. We'll be back next month for, with something. I don't know what it's going to be. I forgot to mention Poker Face ended, and that was awesome. The, the finale of Poker Face was totally delivered. How many episodes total? How many that? shows has Ron talked about? It was 10 total. 10 total. 10 weeks? 10 weeks, yep. Has 10 weeks gone by already? No, they dropped, they dropped, the three, they dropped three. It's been six or seven weeks. They dropped three episodes in the first week. I swear I can't Poker stand. Face started two weeks ago. I yeah. swear that happened. Yeah. Uh, no, it was like happening. it was about a month. It's like with that Daisy Jones and the Six. They dropped three episodes. It's a six episode series. They dropped them already. They did three and three. They did it because usually Amazon drops them all at once. No, no, no. They they it's a ten episode series. They drop three and then the next three and then it's weekly after that. Oh, interesting. Which is just frustrating. Which that's is unusual for Amazon. They usually yeah. do everything all at once. Yeah. That's why I thought it was six episodes. I thought I was almost done. Nope. Ten episodes. <sighs> Damn it. All so, right. So we'll be back next time. Until then, you can always listen to Josh and I talk about the week's comic books on the Pick of the Week show on fanboy.com. We also have our other shows on Locked by the Patrons, our Explode shows, our Booksplode. That's our trade paperback review show. You can also listen to Talksplode, Josh's comic book creator interview show. We also have special editions. We've been talking about Ant-Man. We'll be talking about Shazam. We'll be talking about all the movies that come out. And also, every week, like Clockwork, no matter what happens, it's all about Android. That's Ron's show. Every Tuesday. What's the big news, Ron? We're coming out of Mobile World Congress, so some new phones to talk. about. Do they about. wear like robes at the Congress? No, it's like it's like CES. It's just called Whoa. Mobile World Congress. <laughs> yeah, there's any weird like sacrifices? Oh <laughs> uh, no, no, no! Anybody wearing like a goat head mask? We're very excited. <laughs> Sorry, that's me. Hang on. Very exciting because I think next week we're interviewing Carl Pei, uh, oh. who's the uh, was the founder of OnePlus and is now at nothing. 
So very excited about him. That's at AAA dot. Twitch.tv slash AAA. I get that wrong every time. Yep. All good. I'm sorry. All right. So you can check that out there. That's where Ron is. And until next time, I am Connor. I'm Ron. That would make me Cassian Andor. Josh. Sorry. Josh Flanagan.